Sure, I, uh... Oh, man, mic treatment, so important, getting close to your microphone. Who knew? Um, <laughs> You're probably I think gonna that, have like the best audio quality out of like everyone I've had on the show. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to show everyone up. That's You're a serious I, talent. <laughs> I am, a, I'm a content creator, sir. I make this for a living. Um, I make, I'll have you know that I do the finest furniture store commercials in the entire Jacksonville area. Okay. I. Uh, <laughs> I would love to see. I would love to see some of that, dude. They are so bland. You would not believe. You you couldn't. Like I've been thinking about like putting in my logo at like one percent opacity just across the entire screen. Yeah, watermark. And seeing if anyone, yeah, if anyone would actually catch it. But you know, it's daytime TV. No one's going to actually see it. Um, oh my it, god! They, I mean, I would assume that most people would look at it and be like, "God damn Illuminati!" <laughs> but like, <laughs> George, but come over to the TV. Time... I'm seeing a triangle. <laughs> but at the same I time, the eye is the eye is kind of like winking a little bit. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's like, no, we're not the Illuminati. <laughs> like, wink. Okay, beautiful. We we are we are good to go. Um, this is my show. This is lots of pasta. Uh, I'm uh, three years in, and I'm still regretting that that name and that title. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't feel I, like it really tonally. Do, it doesn't does, really jive. But does it roll off the tongue? Lots, lots of pasta. pasta. Maybe if, if you you're don't, Boston. if you just aspirate the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, lots of pasta. We we are here today. The stars have aligned. Um, for our guest on this episode, uh, I'm here with Ramses Vanderslice, and he is a. Uh, where do I even fucking start? I mm. I want to say like you are you are foremost a YouTube personality of satirical sensation. Sorts. <laughs> yeah, sensation. no, that's uh, that's probably exactly correct. As far uh, as I know. Yeah, your your videos I've been watching as long as you've been making them. You pretty much promoted yourself, like, at some point, like, two years ago. And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> and then I've just yeah, been I'm, following I'm, ever since. I'm pretty good at self-promotion in that I do it maybe twice a year. Uh, and then I never do it again. So that, And that's what all of the SEO specialists really say that that's what you should do, is you should make four posts a year, uh, and then you should never share them on two platforms each. Don't ever, fuck never. No, fuck that. No. Cross-compatibility doesn't matter. Like, social media is bullshit. Uh, post you know. only on Newgrounds. All the, I only ever post on fucking weebly.wix.blogsite.com. <laughs> so... You gotta remember really, to spell that correctly too. Every yeah, it's time. actually yeah, it's a Squarespace site actually. I but I just got that domain 
because um, it's really easy to remember. It sort of rolls off the tongue, so. It does. It's a lot better than a lot so <laughs> pasta. So this is episode 167, here with Ramsey's Vanderslice. Um, I first met you at a sleepaway camp when I was like fucking 12 or like Hell 13 yeah. or something. Hell yeah. We, we met that like one time and then I think I saw you again like four years later at like County Chorus or something if you were in that. Oh shit, yes. Yeah, actually. I remember, that is I remember a thing that seeing happens. you at one point during a County Chorus somewhere in high school. And yeah. then and then you like disappeared. I mean, I always saw you on Facebook. Like I always saw your posts. I always thought you were a funny guy and you know I I this is where I admit uh Captain Death uh has some stalker vibes. Uh I mean everyone on the internet does nowadays. Uh, oh, absolutely. My social media tendencies were, are fucking wildly unhealthy. You just, loosely just, just kind horrendous. of watch someone's life pass by from the outside from like an audience perspective and yeah. I would say that's and the like kind of loose association I found with friends. You. It's never it's never people you know well. It's like I just have this cohort of people that I met like a few times that for some reason I'm fascinated by their life. And then my close friends, like, yeah, I'll catch up with them, whatever. But it's not nearly as important as this dude that I met when I was like one time in fucking uh, in middle school. And we like we hung out once. And man, what is that guy up to? Let me tell you. I know all of it. The whole thing. <laughs> his life fucking story. You could be a ghostwriter on his biography. I literally, this is this is a true story, and this is probably a bad story. But Great. I friend requested a guy, thought he was thought he was his brother, which shows just how much I knew his brother. Shouldn't have friend right. requested either right. of them. Friend requested this guy, he accepts, and I'm like, I, I don't I don't know this man. Uh, but he had the most sort of like mind melting statuses at the time, just like very loose grasp of the English language, despite the fact uh -huh. that that's the only language he spoke. Just gold. Um, and I ended up all of my wallpapers now on my computer. I've got a, a rotation of maybe 14 of them. They're all quotes from his Facebook that I overlaid with random, like, inspirational photos. Right. And yeah. whenever someone sees my computer, they're like, what is – why – what does that even say? Like, why do you have a picture of Dr. House with this sort of, like, nonsensical word salad next to it? And I can't explain to them that this is a quote from someone I don't know that doesn't make sense – and then I Googled house wallpaper, and instead of getting an actual house, I got Dr. House. Like, Dr. It's too, house. It doesn't... <laughs> There's too many layers. There's too many layers there. It's one and I'm the only one. The joke is, I make the joke for me. Like, who is... Who, no one's seeing that. There's it's no just audience. for my own... It's your life. Oh, yeah. It's your yeah. life. You are the audience. You're the spectator. It's, shame. Just, it's you're, shameful. You're reminding yourself. <laughs> It's a reminder. It's a reminder of your life, your livelihood, and what you're doing with it. Yeah. <laughs> Let that sit however you want. <laughs> but that's the point. I I always kind of, like, I remember at one point in high school I saw you, but, like, I really, I, I met you in junior high, and we spent, like, a week or two weeks together at a camp, and it was like a pseudo Bible camp, which is an allusion to what we're going to read on this episode, but like, they never really shoved it down your throats. 
You like, yeah, no, you sang yeah, some was... songs. Yeah, you got together at night and like, quote unquote, prayed. But like, you mostly played games and swam in a lake. Sure. Yeah, that's pretty much all that it was. And then the occasional vespers. <laughs> do you? Re- you know? Do you remember? Uh, do you remember like anything about about that trip? Okay, so I went to that camp multiple times over the course of my life. So I they would have say all two or three blurred, times for me. They've all blurred into sort of like one mega experience. So just sort of like shout if any of this sounds familiar to you. Uh, yep. One time when I was there, it rained and the ground was kind of slick. And so me and other kids spent, I don't know, maybe half an hour running and sliding and just body slamming into the wall of the bathrooms. Literally just like smashing into so the wall was, of the bathrooms. So that was the year I was there, and I fell so hard that I knocked the wind out of myself, and I had like a, a reaction where I f- it was the first time I had ever had the wind knocked out of me, and I actually thought I was dying. <laughs> I got the largest, to this day, the largest bruise I've ever had in my entire life. On my like hip and side, it was like basketball sized. Because I fucking just straight into the wall. Like, no fear. And it was the best. Like, it would have looked awesome if we had cell phones <laughs> to actually, like, capture it. But no, it's just. Um, it's it's and funny. And also, <laughs> did you. We played silent football. I'm almost sure that this was, this was with you, where uh-huh. some kid had to uh, snort uh, hand sanitizer. Uh, Another kid had to put shampoo in his dry hair. That, Uh to me, actually, to this day, remains one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Is this man (laughs) sadly, sadly massaging the shampoo into his dry scalp. Like, was... uh, mm, So I I remember the kid who uh, snorted the hand sanitizer. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that was also wonderful. Uh, the, the year, the year that I remember attending with you was one of the better times I had been there. Cause it was a time I brought another friend who was on this show. Um, he, I haven't had him on in a while, but his code name is a bunch of baby ducks. And, um, hmm. he, he came with me the year that I remember meeting you. And I just remember like, he did nothing but, like, play all of the games. Like, he barely talked to anyone. He just hung around <laughs> to, to do the early morning swimming, uh, play all of the big games each day. Like, there were, like, sessions, and, like, people could choose whether they wanted to do, like, big games or do, like, arts yeah. and crafts or just kind of hang out. It was honestly a, a pretty cool little camp if you were to, like, forget the overtly religious uh, undertones. Um, yeah, that's how you, that's how they get you, you know. That is how they Halo get you. At my, they used to play Halo One at my church because it was like it was cool, and then like you know if they scooped you up into the cult, that's good too. <laughs> you know, it's just a, it's just a bonus. But really, it's all about racking up them headshots, bro. Like you can't right. if you get a Kilimanjaro, you go straight to heaven. <laughs> it's in the Bible. Uh, yeah, one of the Ten Commandments is like m- must swat. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't play SWAT, you go fucking to hell. It's like right after time. adultery. We, it's we like don't have time SWAT. for big team battle. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, I've told a couple stories about this camp on the show. Um, 
a, a prior really? year. Yeah, actually, just because uh, something really fucked up happened there, like, a couple years before I remember meeting you. It was, like, one of the only other times I went. Um, I went twice when I was really young, like, probably somewhere around, like, 10 or, or I don't know, like, 12. I think I, the year I met you, I was probably 14 or 15, now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, like... I remember, like, first off, kids can be both creepy and kids can be mean. And I was a little nerd, so I remember being made fun of some of those years. And mostly hanging around girls. (laughs) So, (laughs) I just remember, I remember having such a bad experience being with the guys in the bunks I was with. Um, Because I Mm. didn't know too many of them. Not My church never had too many people represented um, from like our, uh, specific religion and, and church nearby. But I just remember the first year I was there, like, I just fucking hated it, man. And that's why I ended up bringing a friend with me, like the second or third time I went, because I just remember yeah, the first so time sucking too. ass so much. <laughs> right. I want him <laughs> to like protect me, uh, with his strong arms. And I, I remember the, the time I went with you guys was probably the the best time I ever had uh, at that at that camp because we told like scary stories, we played games, I fucking like made out with a girl I liked, like it was just a good time, like all around. Yeah, that's that's like the ideal summer camp experience. That's the summer camp experience, right? The the, the you can camp take fires. the vespers along with it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, honestly, no. Like, I'll leave. I'll leave the vespers sh- where they stay. No, you um, have to take the look, man. It makes you appreciate the other stuff. No, I. Uh, the the structure of it was actually really cool. Like you said, like you could just choose to do whatever the fuck you wanted. Which, as far as I know, like most other camps, it's just like we're doing this thing now. We're this doing is this what thing we're doing. Now. Everyone like, does it. Yeah. You just get carted around, but that one was just sort of like I don't know. Go do whatever you want. I and remember you one had, like, day on I literally just did tie-dye, and then I, I played, like, fucking Capture the Flag. Like, that's all I did that day. <laughs> that's a good day. Like, I would, I would do that for, today. For a 14-year-old, 13-year-old. I would still do that. I am a grown-ass adult, and if someone was like, all you're that's doing funny. today is tie-dye and Capture the Flag, I'd be thrilled. I'd be so pumped. That'd be great. When, when are we going to... <laughs> when, when's your next trip back up to PA? I we would just coordinate talk a sleepaway camp. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Except it's except uh, our sleepaway camp, we could get arrested because we're we're over the age of eighteen. Uh, it's most likely going to be an Airbnb, and there will probably be drugs and alcohol, <laughs> so we'll all have to watch ourselves. Um, That's horseshit, man. I don't want to have to think about anything. Can I just not, like, turn on my lizard brain and just go feral for, like, one day? And just <sighs> capture the flag for 12 hours straight? <laughs> capture the flag! <laughs> just live, eat, breathe, sleep, shit, capture the flag. I don't want to remember it. I just want to do it. Right. It would be good uh, for me, I think. There there were some funny things that happened when we were there. I think uh, one of the highlights is our, our counselor. I don't know if you remember his name. Um... Hugh. Oh, hell yeah. uh, Hugh, you know, was just, like... He was either, like, taking pills or smoking weed, like, in between every (laughs) session. Because he just constantly looked high. 
And I remember one day he he literally because he liked us. He actually liked his little cabin because he used to say shit like, "Man, like I don't get paid enough for this. Man, my cabin last session or last couple weeks fucking sucked. Like I hate this shit." So like when he hung out with us and actually didn't talk shit about us to our faces, I took it you know sincerely. And I remember one day he was just like. Yo, like, fuck all these activities. We're going down to the creek. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, that sounds like fun. Like, swimming in, like, a natural, uh, like, well spring. And uh, he takes us down there. He refuses to swim. And then just uh, basically uh, parades around with a stick, claiming that he's protecting us from, like, the wilderness. And I had, Why like, do I not no- remember this? I had no clue what the fuck he was talking about, but but this one this one thing I shit you not, you might remember this, or you might not have been there, but he picked up a giant fucking rock, and I shit you not, he dropped it on a goddamn wolf spider that was just fucking crawling next to all of our stuff. Like at one point we went back to go get our shit. And there was just a giant fucking spider chilling next to our stuff. And I remember Hugh picked up this rock bigger than his fucking head, hoisted it over his head, and just dropped that thing on a giant fucking God. spider. God damn. I, there's no way that I was there because I'm hugely arachnophobic and that would have seared itself into my brain. For some part, I, for something something about that experience reminds me that you were there and you were freaking the fuck out, but all of us hey, were freaking it's the in, fuck out. It's entirely possible that I have just deeply repressed this because of my arachnophobia. Uh, uh, I fucking hate I mean, bugs. Jesus Christ. I mean, drug use and how many years it's been since it since that fucking like random week in like summer of like oh five like i don't blame you for for not remembering but there are like a select few things like snapshots that i just have that exist from things that happened at that camp um and the wolf spider is fucking one of them because they would always fucking try to crawl into the showers and it was always terrifying and whenever there was a giant fucking spider Hugh would always grab a giant stick and try to beat the shit out of it and uh yeah man I just remember being terrified uh, of that little experience and uh it it solidified uh the wilderness being a damn scary place yeah absolutely I mean just insects bugs or arachnids all of them are just the worst I'm not if you want a big to talk about like bugs. the the best argument for there being no god or that for there being like a spiteful god, <laughs> it's go. just the fact that they exist. He could have he could have made it go straight from frogs to like deer. Like deer could have just eaten frogs. There didn't need to be or like frogs to grass. Frogs could have just eaten grass. There didn't need to be that step in the <laughs> so, food chain. So let there me, let have me be, be god. Let me be god real quick. Just so how about please? How about like. How about, like, you know, like, some stuff is, like, really slidey, and some stuff is, like, kind of furry. What if we took, like, something and, like, turned it inside out? So, like, the bones are on the outside, <laughs> and, like, all the, all the gooey stuff is on the inside. But, like, we don't make them, like, too big, because, like, 
just the pure concept of that is like fucking terrifying, right? So like, let's make them. Let's make like millions of them, right? Like millions of them. And the angel's just sitting there, like nodding his head. He's like, yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. And God is just like, and let's make them terrifying. <laughs> and and, we're, and we're they, they sting, There's... they bite, they kill people, they outnumber us like millions to one, they survive apocalypses, like yeah, all of the worst things. <laughs> They're irredeemable. Every time I meet someone who's just like loves bugs, is like an entomologist, <laughs> is a fucking like amateur spider wrangler, I just, I want to just hold them and be like, you don't have to, like no one's making you love these things. Right. They don't care they can't care about right. you so just literally just, just drop the act please <laughs> they're the worst they're the, like a fish man if you want to like something that's basically an insect look, fucking have a shrimp you know fish, in a, in fish a, and crustacean are, are very similar yeah yeah i'm okay with that but ugh, ah, dude people have like millipedes as pets and that is the worst that's just it's just the worst I would almost, I would almost rather someone be racist than own a bunch of millipedes. You heard it here first. It's a hot button. It's hot button remark from Ramsey. And this is not, this is not me diminishing racism. This is just me explaining the depths to which I absolutely hate. The funny thing is, I completely agree with you. The insect kingdom. It fills me with a rage that is so irrational, and I recognize it. But I can't. I can't. It's just filled with hate, you know. Oh man, I, I hope em. you. I hope there's a second life thing, and I hope you come back as like a fucking ant or something, dude. <laughs> I. That's the. Why would you? Why would you put this on me? Why would you put that shit on me? So I now. I now like instead of reading a fucking story about Jesus camp, I, part of me wishes I was reading something about bugs, <laughs> just to mm, freak you out mm, a little mm, bit. Mm. Um, no. No, no uh, thank you. <laughs> there are a couple other things that I, I wanted to talk about before we got into the story. Um, one of them is how much I adore your YouTube channel. And this isn't me just shilling out uh, someone uh, that I'm having on the show. But, like, you're you're not just a guest of this show as much as you are your, al- your already, like, formed product. Like, you, as Ramsey's Vanderslice have your there own is... following and your own videos and your own attitude and your own messages and it is awesome there is ramsey's lore there is a there is a ramsey's universe out there um i don't know why but i did i did do that so you know it's <laughs> it's something i have to live with it's something i have to continue um I i'm hope just so. obligated at this point i'm just it's, I hope it's so. an obligation you, when you birth something you well, you can just kill it if you want, but you really you right. shouldn't probably right. just you kill sh- it. <laughs> uh, and so yeah, that's where that's where I'm at. You know, uh, the mysteries of Ramses will slowly be revealed, and by that I mean it will get consistently more obfuscated and insane until right. uh, no one is left. I genuinely hope you continue to to do Ramses as long as you're alive like i like i could just see it being something you're doing (laughs) lifelong in your 40s like like i could see you like married with kids and like having them on your videos and just like having your kids sit on your lap and you're just like 
Yeah, and that's why uh, that's why life, you know, doesn't mean anything. And oh, hello there, <laughs> folks! You're back to the Ramses Vanderslice show with me and my son, Little Ramses. Uh, <laughs> you know, just, like, just and like and like later in the episode, you could be like, "That wasn't my child. That's just someone I hired to be on this show with me." Hello. <laughs> this, is, this is actually it was just a crisis actor. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, but like, you have they're the super type of cheap, product. man. Yeah, they're super cheap. They're like, I mean, think about it. Crises happen like maybe once every two months. What? They they don't get work in between that. They need recently. To do it's been like every two weeks. But yeah, you're right. That yeah. Well, this is their big windfall, but they've got to really be fiscally responsible and put it into a little bit of a nest egg. Someone's got it. Am I right? With the with the coming economic crash, but that's why you invest everything in gold, always and forever. Right. That's all that I have to say about everything. Just just I'm buy like gold, nervous. Please? I'm like nervously <laughs> looking around the room for gold. Um, uh, shit. Uh, or invest in a lot of uh, alchemy books. One of the one of the two. Oh, that we can get into. Definitely some dark magic, man. Um, yeah, for sure. I, I'm i a big fan of uh, one of your videos in particular. It's actually what made me... Now, like, I enjoyed your stuff. I'm, I'm not... Like, that's no surprise. That's no admission of anything. But what got me to ask you to come onto the show was your... Your first video where I just remember you were, like, the focus and, like, your acting skill was the focus. As you just deliver obtuse statements with, like, a very emotional response. But, like, what you're saying is almost meaningless. But you're saying it with such reverence. It that, attempts like, to be as meaningless as as possible, really. Um, it's called it's seen... called motivation parentheses. Uh, uh, only I know what's good for you, and and I yeah. I want everyone like this episode is probably gonna have a link to his stuff in the description, you know, like a link to his channel. But I will specifically link this video because it is one of the funniest fucking things. I've ever seen, like, someone I know do. And it makes me, like, jealous that I did not do something like that. <laughs> that's very kind. That's very... That's well, very I've been... I, uh... I, I went to film school. I've been making videos since I was, like, 12. You know, I have, I have acted in shitty things I've written my entire life. But I have never done anything like that. And it is going to go down in history as one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen. I If there's one thing that I want for that video before I die, it's <laughs> I want to know that Prince EA or Prince A, however you pronounce his name, I want to know that he's seen it. That's all. Like, I just want him to watch it once because he's, he's the genesis of it. And if... <laughs> For those of you out there that don't know, Prince A is this sort of like huge Facebook social media uh, uh-huh. motivator. You know, he puts out these motivational videos and they are incredibly, incredibly melodramatic. The production value is yep. astoundingly high on all of them. And he just sort of like fires semi rhyming platitudes <laughs> at you for like four minutes. And in a it, really it's, it's, in a really dramatic way. 
oh my god it's it's so it's so dramatic it's so over the top it fucking just bludgeons you to death with the amount of like pathos and people love it dude i don't they eat it up for the same reasons they eat up like alex jones they just love watching someone be absolutely batshit about something that they can relate to yeah, but, like, people, a lot of people just think it's good, like, wise advice or something. And I'm like, he says nothing of substance almost ever. And it's, it's like wild a, to me that people... It's like someone just reading, like, generic Zodiac shit. It is essentially just, a, like, a horoscope reading, but with a little bit more, you know, melody. It's it's right. insane. And I think everyone should watch it. Should watch at least one or two of his videos if they want to. Um, I don't know, have their brain emulsify and then drip into their chest cavity. I would say for 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 no reason at all, I've shown your video to like more than half of the people who've been on this show, um, just to be like, I'm having this guy on the show, <laughs> just to be like, <laughs> just to be like, like, hey guys. I know we've we've lost a couple people over the years, and I know that I'm like actively recruiting more people to join our show. Uh, this guy is coming onto our show, and I, and I would just play the video, and I have gotten so many different reactions to it that it just <laughs> it makes me it makes me so happy that something like that exists. And that I know the uh. person who made it. So this is this is I'm gonna institute one more uh, audience clap track to be uh, placed right here, which is something I refuse to do uh, often. Um, this this one's for Ramses. Ramses Vanderslice, everybody. You. Let's let's get let's give thank it up you, for him. It's a pleasure and an honor. <sighs> I mean, yeah, it's it's one guy who's been podcasting for three years saying. <laughs> This is this is funny. Um, let me so, let me inflate my ego for a moment. Don't don't shoot me down. Please, so please. All right, now you can shoot me down. <laughs> I was ready. Um, uh, I'm good. There, I got my kicks. There is a there is something I wanted to read for you, or we can read it together. But it's something I wrote, um, that was inspired by. Uh, that video, the motivation only I know it's good for you. Um, and is it what's I, in front of me or is it something else? No, 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 no. I did not write oh. what we were reading today. I have, I um, was like, Oh wow. I don't see the connection here at all. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a loose wire. No, I, um, I have something else that I, I have here on my screen and I could either give it to you or, and we could read it together, or you could just treat this as, like, complete fan mail. Uh, you can do as you wish. I am here to be used as a pawn and a vessel by you. So you That know, is true. You move, did sign up for this. Move, move through me if you see fit. Um, you know. The controls are kind of wonky, but... But let me let me start this. Um, I only titled this uh, Ramsey's uh, 
uh, in parentheses. This was originally supposed to be a video I made, and it was going to be something that I sent to Ramses Vanderslice to ask him to come onto the show, because I wanted to illustrate that he had inspired me, and I appreciate his sense of humor, and I also know that you're talented for various other things. Um, but I wrote this like the same night you posted that video because I just found it so fucking funny. Um, and so this, this is, uh, this is loosely titled, I believe, um, I don't know what's, I don't know what's good for me. (laughs) (laughs) Ramsey's, I don't know what's good for me. Um, and I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to read it and, in the, as, as seriously as I possibly can. I'm pretty stoned, so I'm probably going to fail at that. I believe in you. I'll put some. I'll also put some inspira- inspirational music behind this in post, so it'll, oh, it'll, yes. Yes, it'll yes. definitely have that that vibe. Some pads, some, some strings. My favorite Bible verse is Proverbs thirty-one six. Let beer be for those who are perishing, wine for those who are in anguish. Because I didn't really understand this at the age of 12. I thought beer was made out of urine, and wine was for those who are either sad or French. But the truth is, we're all dying from the moment we're born. And I, at the age of 28, am now an alcoholic. Even now I have to believe that the reason they call it being cheated on is because life is a game, and I am losing. I tried to tell my father, and he told me that it was an affair. And I said that's pretty unfair, because if the game is rigged, what's the point of playing? So he took me to a carnival to show me how you can have fun, despite the fact of knowing the outcome. And that's when he told me I wasn't his biological son. And that's just an unfair fair affair, to be fair. If children keep coming from broken homes, then we're gonna need more doctors because that's a lot of broken bones and giant splinters for the sprinters with the broken hearts. They'll need a medical prescription, some beta blockers, some therapy talkers, a psychological assessment that declares, no, I don't have anxiety because I'm afraid of life and what it may bring, but because I did too many edibles that one time and a chick named Ashley thought I was having a panic attack. And actually, Ashley, I wasn't, but the fact that I made it this far kind of perpetuates it in my mind, so it's whatever. (laughs) I wish I could go back in time and tell myself to stop being such a pussy, but time is a human construct, and if at the end of this all, if everything goes according to plan, I'll be reincarnated as a cat, and I'll try to remember as best as I can to ask myself, what time is it? Sorry, I'm breaking character a little bit. I'm running with the rest of it because I'm feeling it now. Sometimes I think they say love is blind because love doesn't look before it leaps. Because love stares too directly into the sun's rays. And because blind people are probably faking it for attention. Like like my (laughs) ex-girlfriend. (laughs) talking about another dude's silent P in the middle of the night, yet cannot correctly pronounce the word pterodactyl. Even though mama says life is like a box of chocolates, I try to remind her... (laughs) 
I try to remind her time and time again that she is allergic to chocolate, like she is allergic to my love, and like a golden retriever, <laughs> chocolate would kill her, and yet she still doesn't love me. Which makes the three of us, because my dad left me at that carnival, with an oversized plush of a carrot, knowing full well that my favorite vegetable at the time was the tomato. And how can I veggie tell you my tales if there is no punchline here, if you don't catch up? Martin Luther, Ju <laughs> Martin Luther King Jr. once said, I have a dream, but like the dreams I wake up from every morning, I forget the next part. All I know is most people spend their lives sleeping, so I do not doubt that he had a dream, as I've had a dream, <laughs> as I've dreamed inside a dream, like a Christopher Noland Columbus of entering a brave new world and then ruining it for everyone else. Like my little sister's birthday party when she was nine and I said she was adopted. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? But the woodchuck never asked himself if he would prefer the name Wood Charles, or if the reason his wife left him for the beaver had anything to do with the amount of wood to begin with. See, Chuck never understood. His anger issues rubbed off on his wife, and if you could throw wood to Chuck the Chuck, someone's gonna get hit. And that makes you a Richard, because Natural Blues is about Moby's dick, and you can't call me Ishmael if you can tell the difference between all wood-chewing mammals. Because we're all chewing our time, sitting in trouble, shitting in rubble, with global warming, and maybe we shouldn't be counting wood of small forest creatures to pass the time. Because we're running out of it, and no one seems to know it, because the world operates on different time zones. And today, maybe tomorrow, if your yesterday was in the right place, Maybe all of our watches are broken or the sun is just pissed off about what we've been doing to this beautiful planet. Because we think our future is in the stars, yet astrology isn't taken seriously. And your zodiac doesn't stand for anything, Linda, but a sweeping generalization about the uncertainty of humanity, like a sweeping generalization of the earth under the proverbial carpet. To go live on Mars, which I don't think would work because we all know women are from Venus, which describes the crushing atmospheric pressure and intensity of the heat I experience whenever I talk to a woman. And if you know someone who is suffering from mesothelioma, you may want to look it up in a dictionary <laughs> first because it's tough to spell like it's tough to smell asbestos. When you only live in basements, you never see the light, so it might be best to invest in a pair of sunglasses for both you and your seeing eye dog, because if you can't find your eyes, you may want to check the Apple Store and ask Steve Jobs about the meaning of, parentheses, I, life. <laughs> and that was, uh, I don't know what's good for me. Oh, Wow. That was involved. When you said that you had written something, I, I thought it was going to be of, of a similar... I think that's probably like twice as long as the thing that I made. <laughs> that's impressive. Uh, that's impressive. And there's some really... Like, the, the unfair fair fair <laughs> is, is really good. I was upset when you said it, and that's how I know it's really good. 
you wow. had the same reaction I had to, to what you read, which is like, man, I, I, li- I didn't li- write that. <laughs> I, uh, that's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that with me. I want, like, the audience doesn't know because I already talked about it with him before we started recording, but I literally wanted to record that of me on a beach in a suit just trying to look as fucking serious as I possibly could at, like, directly Mm. at a camera and at, like, sunsets and leaves and, like, Mm -hmm. macro shots Mm -hmm. of plants and shit and the sky, Mm -hmm. drone footage. I wanted to do the entire fucking thing. And then I just... That would have been good. I just bitched out at the last minute. You still can. You still can. I still can. But it... Don't give up on your dreams. It'll... (laughs) Already did. It'll exist here. (laughs) (laughs) Gave up 20 years ago. It'll all exist here on this podcast, on this very episode, 167. I'll time track it because it's it's worth being uh, time stamped for this episode. Um... Yeah, that's that's my present to you, and I'm, and I'm I'm glad I'm glad you enjoyed it. I no, I, I love that genuinely, and I'm glad that you read it to me. Part of me wanted to hear how you would say certain things. <laughs> I think one of one of my favorite parts that I remember, um, just laughing like an idiot as I was writing it. Um, was using uh, using Veggie Tales like completely wrong, <laughs> just completely wrong. How can I Veggie tell you my tales? <laughs> I just remember writing that and being like, "Man, this is fucking stupid." <laughs> As I'm like typing it mm. out, I'm just like, "Ah, oh, fuck! I feel stupid for writing this." <laughs> you you got you got to put Veggie Tales in there somewhere though. The logic of the piece demands it, so I you know I understand. I um. Well, I, I also, like, part of me, part of me wrote that with you in mind and our history in mind. So part of me did want to, um, pander to, like, existentialism and religion and, uh, you know, being young and not having any idea what time it was or what mattered or anything like that. Um, so yeah, that, that was, that was fun and I'm, I'm glad you let me do that. Um... Yes, I, I, I let you. <laughs> no, that happened, and you sat and you you listened to it, and I feel I feel good even even having heard you giggle at certain points. So that's that's enough for me. We're we're probably at a really good point. We've been talking for so long, just basically catching up, that we should probably jump into the story. It's not very long at all. You know, I imagine you're fairly good at reading. Um, so I, I've, I, I've read a word or two. <laughs> so I probably won't have day. too much time uh, editing this. Um, we already talked about our relation to this piece. Uh, Ramses and I had spent a little bit of time at a, uh, let's just call it a Bible camp in our youth. Um, and that's, and that's how we, we met and knew each other. And um, I had found this story. I shit you not probably within my first year of doing this show. And I have sat on it for two years. Someone, someone on no sleep, which is where this is from. Um, he put it on like his like top list of like, uh, one of the, like the, the best no sleeps he's ever read. So part of me has like a many expectations 
for how this material presents itself. Um, but you, uh, Ramses, do not have a ton of experience with reading, like, no sleeper horror or or anything like that. Like, you even told me before we started recording that you don't even like horror. No, not particularly. <laughs> not really, no. I can I can appreciate it, right? Like, I watched Midsummer recently, and I, okay. can, I, I can recognize... That's some art house horror for of you. A, ...of a good horror story, uh, you know? And I think even there might be a case to be made for why horror is a good genre. Um... It's not. I just don't really care for it. I just don't really... Well, no. I mean, he, here's what I will say. As far as um, entertainment mileage has gone in my life, I think bad horror films are some of the best things that anyone has ever made, including other humans. Uh, this is I another think, big like, reason that, why you're on this show. This is essentially yeah, no, what like, we sh- do. Like, shitty horror films, shitty horror stories. Uh, mm, uh, mm, I, I gain life force from we've, bad things we've uh, i know we've that this probably isn't bad but yeah so so here's the thing here's what i want to say okay nothing is like i would say inherently bad about what we're gonna read today <laughs> okay. um what is going to be bad is how we get through it and if it <laughs> yeah, if it sure, if yeah. it whether or not like much like a boat if it falls apart as we go along. <laughs> and a lot a lot of what you said stood out to me because I don't think... So I pretty much compared this to Mystery Science Theater before we started recording. And that, for a lot of ways, is how I like to think about this show a little bit. We, It's just we are the movie we're watching and we're making fun of it as we go along. You know, we are reading this story, reading these words in a storytelling podcast, but we are also interjecting, breaking into the narrative, and but we're also providing commentary. So, you know, if it's a multi-part story, like we've done in so many other episodes, you know, there are things to be developed, things to be learned, and th- repetitive jokes, like things to be joked about, things to be, you know, things to question. But I think reading, like, one solid story for your episode would be good because it's about something that both you and I could funnily relate to and something that we could also both kind of assume uh, the underlying horrifying aspects <laughs> of the material. <laughs> you you and I could easily uh, talk about the, the dark side of religion <laughs> or, or even where we're at in our lives, like, religiously speaking. Like, we we met at a fucking Bible camp, Ramses. <laughs> like... It's true. I wonder what the, the retention rate is for Bible camps. Like, what is... How, what percentage of those children actually keep with the faith? That's... I wonder if it's almost that's like... That's so tough, I, because... Part of me wonders if it's like D.A.R.E., where, like, it actually is detrimental... For the person, like, in terms of accomplishing its goal, and, like, kids end up just, like, graduating out of religion because they're like, oh, yeah, we had, like, dumb people come in and, like, just sort of, like, logoria, just, like, fucking, just talk at us. Much like school. (laughs) Much like school, someone is just talking at you telling you to believe something and it's it's up to you whether you value that or not 
And yeah, I mean they were for, they were very nice. That's what I yeah, will say. I mean, but it, I absolutely, we're we're loose Christians. Uh, we were both raised. Yeah. Uh, pre- <laughs> I was Presbyterian, loose Christian, um, <laughs> loose Christian. Well, that's the thing. Fluid, fluid Christian. That's the thing about Presbyterian, though. Like, a Presbyterian church is just not serious at all. Yeah. Yeah, my my church was... They're, like, their bathtub, like, minimum (laughs) inch of water was, like, believe in God. (laughs) Like, (laughs) and you're in the door. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's wild to me. I think I had a similar experience with how I was raised too, because it what really wasn't like fire and brimstone. It really wasn't no. like uh, you're not getting hit. You're not wearing no, uniforms. No, nothing like that. Um, and I have a great respect for a lot of religious people in my life, uh, but I'm pretty firmly not religious in any respect, um, and I haven't been for in, a long time. In high school, I wanted. I wanted to believe in something. I oh, literally, hell yeah. I, I, I was, I started medication in high school. I started therapy in high school. Like Same. a lot of bad shit happened to me in high school and, and to other people on the show, which is why I relate to them so much. But like, uh, I literally, and I'm not even joking. I went and it was actually, uh, I was told to do this by my, then pastor at the time um in church i was probably 14 um before i went through like the communion like quote unquote um i was basically just asked like is this something you act do you want to be a member of the church and i remember talking to him and i was just like one-on-one like not really (laughs) and his response he's like i'm friends with my pastor like i I don't practice religion at all anymore but i'm friends with my pastor on facebook because he's a good man with a good family and he not once like judges you for anything i've seen him um do like wedding ceremonies in the past he's just an a-plus guy and he um and when i was younger he was younger and he just he was he's so aloof and he was just like, here's what I want you to do. Literally just go to other churches, study other religions in your free time. Let do a me bunch know if of DMT. Any of this, let me know if any of this shit stands out to you. <laughs> no, in high school, I was barely smoking pot. Here's what I want you to do. Barely. Drink this ayahuasca and wander into the desert. If you come back a new man, <laughs> it's not my problem. I remember reading books about Hinduism and chakras and inner energies. I remember going like uh, Hinduism, Siddhartha, like tons of other shit. Um, I I remember getting into Gilgamesh super hard. I remember uh, I went to an evangelical church with my friend like two or three times. And like what I really dug about them is like their energy. But at the same time... Everyone is batshit. Oh, so yeah. I, I learned, you know, I learned different things. Like, I'm thankful for this experience because I was able to look at Catholicism and say, nope. And I was able to look at Buddhism and, like, the inner self and almost um, Egyptian studies as, like, a, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's, yeah, that I can yeah. relate to and that I could, that I could believe in a little bit. Well, it's fascinating um, The stuff. existence like, of I... a soul. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Theology is... 
super interesting Crazy. to me. I really Crazy. love it. Despite the fact that I'm not at all religious, I will just eat up theology because I just think it's it's fascinating, you know? It's like philosophy. And mythology. It's yeah. like philosophy on meth. You know, it's really it's really cool stuff. Just like doing meth. Uh, and I think that <laughs> everyone at home should do meth and join a cult. And, you know, like, it's just, it's a good, wholesome family time. Every minute that goes by, you only prove my point that you were <laughs> meant to be on this show. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is going to be uh, Jesus Camp uh, from Reddit No Sleep here with Ramsey's Vanderslice. I was raised evangelical. Miraculous healing, speaking in tongues, God's voice speaking through people, Jesus camps, and Christian school. Yeah, Christian school. My whole life. These were all realities to me. My faith never wavered. You know what? That's a lie. And I can't write that in good faith. No pun intended. My Shut the fuck up. It was all... intended all the way. <laughs> in good faith. <laughs> Wink. My beliefs were always called into question. Even from my early days in Sunday school, learning about how Moses parted the Red Sea and then let it crash down on his former captors, or as Noah watched when everyone except his own children died by drowning. A lot of things didn't make sense to me. A lot. Why was God so mean and vindictive? Why would he send plague after plague to followers of a man who was being contradictory? Why would he kill an entire city and turn a woman into a pillar of salt just for looking back? Why would I be scared of him now? I've never seen him or heard him. Angels never moved a stone aside for me so I could inspect an empty grave, so to speak. I never got to inspect the hands and feet of Christ after the crucifixion on Golgotha. <laughs> to me, he, he sounded more like a, a boogeyman than a friend. So my faith wavered. And it did so continually from before I can remember until ninth grade Jesus camp. Campus. Okay, let me stop you right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, so the character so far has aligned pretty well with what both you and I were just talking about. Uh, someone who was raised, uh, I mean, I wasn't raised like super Christian or evangelical, but like the whole idea of at some point having to, uh, go to like Bible school or Bible camp in ninth grade, like the undertones here, like for what we experienced at Bible camp could be a little bit taken a different way. This could be really culty. This could get really, uh, you brought up Midsummer earlier and I've had it on the mind ever since. Yeah. This could get really, really fucking like, if you're thinking like dark sides of, uh, of religion, like the, the whole, uh, brimstone and fire shit that, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely it, it sticks direction. with you as a kid. You know, tell a kid that hell is real. That'll fuck him up real good. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's a scary thought, man. Forever's a long time. <laughs> I, uh, I definitely, I definitely thought about it for way longer than I probably should have. But, you know, I, I think about it every day. <laughs> yeah, all the time. Yeah, all the time. I think about oh, forever all the time. You got him. Uh, but, you know, you know how it is. You know how it be. Camp was set up in the mountains surrounding Chico, California. It's rocky and densely packed with trees of all kind. The first thing you see when the bus pulls in is this very old Victorian-style hotel. I knew this hotel well because I had been sent to both years of junior high summer camp 
and was held in the same place. When you first walk into the hotel, there's a giant lobby made of all oak. Everything is polished and looks brand new, much more like a modern hotel or cabin. Off to the left, there's a bookstore. You could buy anything Christian niche there. The year before last, my best friend Matt bought me a little pin that said, my best friend is a carpenter, which was meant as a play on words by him, because because Christ is a carpenter and, and my father was as well. There's also a large place. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's the, those are the good jokes, you know? Those are the really good jokes. Your dad is Jesus, or he's like Jesus. Have this pin, uh, uh, uh. You know what's great? They only made that one pin for that one kid. They were like, no one's gonna buy these otherwise, but we know that one kid has a carpenter dad, so. I drew my entire life into that (laughs) pin. It was actually the first instance of like uh, targeted marketing. And then they branched out to Facebook later. My uh, best friend was a carp, and then the carpenters sued him. Yeah, it's just like I have a son who was an awesome was like, carpenter, born in February, and you don't want to fuck with him. So one of those fucking <laughs> awful targeted T-shirts. There was also a large fireplace with many couches around it, and off to the right there was an entry into the cafeteria and music rooms. Right in the middle of it all was a giant staircase, which led up to the dorms. Boys took the left to their rooms, and girls took the right. Matt and I always wanted to be able to stay in the same room, but I never even bothered asking. It was Christian Bible camp. Even if our own parents (laughs) had been letting us have sleepovers since we were in diapers, that didn't mean a Christian Bible camp with a little boy and a girl bunked together. Something unheard of and sinful could happen, like a cuddling. Or worse, kissing. Big time sin. Big time sin. Big time. We have to to establish to the audience... uh, Ramsey's is a girl, and he's in Bible camp. Uh, best friend is a guy. Uh, oh yeah, this isn't, this isn't they're like both a, versions. This isn't the commentary on the homophobia within the church, which I've been told doesn't exist. Actually, um, this is <laughs> not this anymore. Is just, Listen to the Pope. Hell yeah, we're 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 already there, boy. We we've reached equality. Um, no, yeah, this is just your 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 boilerplate. Sex is bad, sin. Right, and this is and this is something we got told at Bible camp multiple times, and I remember my counselor still let me mack on the one girl <laughs> that I was going after the entire week. Uh, that was that was a good that was a good week. He was actually testing you, and like it's really bad that that was the thing that sent you to hell. But you know, we all have the we all have that one thing. Right, right, right. That's, that was yours. That's my thing. That's yeah. my one thing. It's okay. Oh, it's because it's irredeemable. Oh, it's okay. It's really not. You don't have oh. to think about like a uh, like a cool, crisp glass of Coca Cola. Oh, does that like do it for this? you? <laughs> oh shit! I forgot that you were actually drinking Coke. <laughs> uh, Tastes like eternity. This is less than a, less than a thought experiment and more of a just look in front of you. Uh, I remember my ninth grade summer camp year. I was at this particular phase in my continual rebellion where I decided to completely mimic Cindy Lauper, who hadn't been popular for almost 15 years. Yeah, this is actually autobiographical. I had short spiky pink and purple and blue hair, wore ripped up fishnets over multicolored stockings, combat boots, and chic old lady dresses from the thrift store. Matt had similar tastes. Save the he dresses. dressed the same exact <laughs> yeah. way. We would, we would trade outfits. Uh, Matt had similar tastes. Save the dresses. With blue hair, Buddy Holly glasses, and always in a black hoodie. Wait, what? Blue hair 
Buddy Holly glasses and always in a black hoodie. People did tend to think we were a couple. We always laughed at that. We shared hair dye, not bodily fluids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cheeky. She's cheeky. I think, um, I, I think it's funny because Cindy Lauper... Uh, Cindy Lauper was was a pretty pretty good looking chick in my opinion. So you know they're they're going they're trying to hit those uh, those nice '80s vibes. Yeah, for which sure. I always enjoyed as as a con- contextual setting. Big yeah, fan absolutely. of the '80s. Uh, I also just think that if you really want to solidify that you don't have feelings for someone, the best way to do it is to say we're not sharing bodily fluids. That'll, it'll get <laughs> everyone off of your back immediately. They will know for sure that there is no sexual tension anywhere, right. uh, even remotely right. close. Every year, to, <laughs> God damn it. every year to date, I had been stuck in the same dorm room with Christina Bean. I theorized God this is because we were both loners among the other girls. Yeah, because she's fucking, she's named Bean. It's not. It's well, not well, I'm thinking. I, I'm thinking. I'm sitting over here like, shit. Ramses is gonna read for the narrator. That means I get to read for Christina Bean. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Can you do it in your Fuck. best? Like, it's Sean Bean. Let's add some lore. This is Sean oh Bean's daughter who has like a larynx yeah. uh, disorder, so she sounds actually exactly like Sean Bean. Like so Sean if Bean. you if yeah. you can do a good Sean All Bean right. impression, I would. I would. I would love it. That's all I'm going to say. I'm thinking about My best friend... I'm definitely thinking about it. <laughs> My best friend was a boy, and I dressed like the 80s, and she was a really... And she was really, really fucking strange. But I sort of I dug strange, and despite the customary eye roll when I found out whom my bunkmate would be for the month of Jesus fun, I still look forward to finding out her strange habits and talking with her some. Camp was comprised of many churches sending their youth together, so literally there would be hundreds of kids there. Christina came from a small church somewhere in Arizona, and she was the only one in her youth group they ever sent. I don't know if it's because she was the only one who could come, or because she was the only young person at her church. I never really bothered to ask. My group always brought about 60 kids, and everyone knew each other, so Christina would cling to me every year, like white on blue. You get the picture. I hate that saying. So usually as a group, Matt, is she Asian-American? Am I Asian-American? Uh, no, she, like just hates, she just hates rice. She just hates rice. Mm. <laughs> I don't trust this. Can I stop reading for this person? They don't like rice? What the fuck is wrong with them? So usually as a group, Matt, Christina, and I would make our way to the morning worship at the chapel down a little path past the rec center and a little set back among the trees. I just want to, would... I'm sorry, I just want to <laughs> say it is, it is a fucking shame that they don't just call her Bean. Yeah, that's a missed opportunity. Calling her Christina, calling her Christina for the rest of the story just fucking kills me. That's wait, they really never bring Bean up again? I don't think so. You I'm can't just it. you can't just give someone the last name Bean. No, there it goes. And then drop you, you it. You flicked the Bean. That's, <laughs> you flicked that's, it. That's that's super upsetting to me. <sighs> it's okay. We'll, we'll work saying. our way through this. I think. That's um, what I'm saying. It was together we would take our place in the lunch line, and together we would sign up for hikes. Matt didn't care for Christina in the least, but he was a good little Christian guy and put up with her for my sake. After several days of camp, we'd all sat into our rituals and were ready for the coming month. Ha. A month, Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus... That is <laughs> Sorry, right. Matt and Christina, not Jesus and Christina, 
Matt and Christina. <laughs> Matt and Christina and I. Well, Jesus is always there. He's the assumed he third is, party he's, to all of us. You gotta just remember that yeah, he's always he's, watching. There's always a parenthesis Jesus at the start of every sentence. Matt and Christina and I had signed up for a hike that went into Mushroom Rock. I don't think it was actually called that. It's just everyone else called it that because from a distance, it looked just like the fungi. I, okay, actually, I do have to stop here. I refuse to believe a group of children would see a mushroom-shaped rock and not call it penis. And call rock. it mushroom, right? Pe- that's penis rock. That's yeah, cock for rock. sure. Even e- yeah, like it's cock rock 100% of the time. Even among that's Bible kids, like that is that is 100% like Dick and, Boulder. You can't. There's no way. And around. that is right, Richard Boulder. Like <laughs> Richard. they literally, they mm. literally like they. They code name, you know, like if these kids are in high school, first off, they're looking to fuck. Second off, 100%. Like, which is like such a, it's such a horror trope. Like, like that one time at, at band camp, like it's such a fucking trope. Like, you know, these kids have fucking fluids. They don't know what to do with. And no, no, no. Have, I've been assured that those bodily fluids camp. are not going to go anywhere. Right. And I believe the narrator, <laughs> but I'm just saying contextually, they're looking up at Richard Boulder and they're they're like winking at each other and they're just like they're like, Hey, you wanna you wanna meet Rich later? You wanna meet Richard? And you know that they're going up there to fuck. They're going up to fuck on Cockrock. Where else so are you know do what? I'm dude I would I'm glad if, you stopped there. If there were if there was a penis rock large enough to to be upon, I would consider it an honor to fuck on it. I think that would be just poetic, you know? You owe it to I the universe. I hope it happens. I uh, hope it happens, man. I hope the story <laughs> makes it happen. I'd never been up there before because I'd much preferred swimming or playing ping pong to trudging up the side of a rocky mountain to sit at the base of the mushroom. God damn it. The but Christina shaft. really, yeah, the sh- exactly, yeah. But Christina really wanted it's to do shaft. it, so Matt and I tagged along to the shaft. I questioned her motive for wanting to go. It was an overcast and drearily foggy day. We wouldn't even be able to see the valley or the ridge of the mountains across the way. But Christina said it would be an adventure. And she was weird, so I went with it. Our counselor Amanda chaperoned the walk. I could tell she wanted to stay and look at the counselor dude swim, but she was performing her duties nonetheless. She quietly and quickly led the hike. To be That's honest, what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was mm-hmm. out looking to get to Cock Rock. But the, she's... So... It, are we to believe the counselor was looking at the high schoolers or other counselors? Like, is it okay that dudes? Okay, good. It's not really specified. Counselor it dudes. Just, it just says. With the counsel- says <laughs> Oh yeah, wait, no, it actually does say counselor dudes. I can read. Counselor was, dudes and their and their uh, mm, their counselor chodies. Mm, I see. Counselor dudes, though, <laughs> they always they do be looking trim. To be honest, the hike was nice. It was about thirty minutes up with lots of interesting flowers and and bugs to inspect. I tend to nope away from all things spider, but at the same time, I'm completely morbidly fascinated by them. Everything was pretty dreary, but in a really beautiful way. Like, the the state flower had a way of shining its brightest orange, despite the gray. I would have picked one to go with my pink spiky motif if it weren't illegal to free the state flower. Who made that crap up anyway? It was brisk and foggy, yes, but warm enough to break a sweat. And with the light breeze, the sweating didn't suck so bad. It cooled the skin perfectly. Finally, we got to our destination, the bottom of the mushroom. Matt and I plopped down and stared up at the rock formation above. Our heads, the cap of the mushroom. Yeah, interesting way to 
We started talking about... <laughs> that was a real William Shatner. Above our heads, the cap of the mushroom. We started talking about different Christian ska and punk bands. <laughs> was MXPX better than Five Iron Frenzy? What about the W's? Okay, that Fuck is... Talk off. about a fucking niche reference. Dude, I have listened to the W's within the past year of my life. I am one of maybe a dozen people on the planet Earth that I think have done that. I, I greatly I appreciate it. I didn't know who they were. They were a Christian ska band. Uh, I, I think they were the only Christian ska band. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Some of their songs are I'm not sorry, bad. But there's, some, there's something inherently funny about Christian no, it, it ska is, band. It is funny. It is. <laughs> dude, they had a song. I love okay. Jesus. <laughs> they have a song called The Devil is Bad. And I, I shit you not, the chorus goes, You are the devil and the devil is bad. You are the devil and the devil is bad. You are the devil and the devil is bad. You are the devil and you are bad. That's the, that's the chorus of the song. And also, let me tell you, the song slaps. It's a good song. Unashamed. I'm gonna I like it. It's, it's, uh, the W's. Everyone out there listening, put that on in the background for some nice atmosphere. Jesus, uh, Jesus <laughs> Some good shit. Okay. Uh, Christina was speaking with Amanda a short ways away in a hushed tone. Amanda looked sick, and after a few minutes, she turned and jogged down the pathway that led back to camp. This would never fly. We were not supposed to be alone up here. We could get into trouble, and so could Amanda, but, like... Holy hell, I was not going to go jogging down to get her after the hike up here, which wore me out so bad. So Christina came and sat down, and I asked her what had happened. I told Amanda that I saw some counselors she's into making out with another girl behind the chapel, and that I thought the other girl might be a camper, not a counselor. She giggled. Matt sat up with a bolt. I could tell he was bothered because he, like, never cussed. Why the fuck would you do that to Christina? She smirked. She liked that he didn't like her. I wanted to be alone with you two. I need your help with something. She pulled her backpack around to the front of her and began taking out weird objects. Something furry, something dark red, something that looked like a misshapen stick. A cross. Oh, we doing some dark rituals, baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like where this is going. When she pulled out the star inside of a circle, Matt went white as a sheet. <laughs> I'm willing to wager I did too. Christina, why did you bring this stuff? And a pentagram up here? I asked her. She explained that the pentagram is misunderstood. It's not a sign of Satanism. It's a sign of heaven on earth and the flow of knowledge and power from heaven to earth. She told us it was okay to be skeptical, but, but not okay to be scared. She was going to free all three of us from our bonds. She put all her <laughs> weird shit in some sort of order and started reading from a book in Latin. Hell and yeah! I just sat there and stared at her. Yeah, Latin, the most devilish of <laughs> I draw the fucking line in the sand at reading the Latin. <laughs> when you widi wiki awe kaiser... Just some fucking... And none of that, none of that bullshit... None of that bullshit no, no. Italianate Latin. She knew the actual pronunciations. Uh, <laughs> uh, what could we do? I mean, we just couldn't leave her there, but 
then we would get in more trouble. We weren't allowed to split up and, and leave someone behind. Plus, I mean, have you ever heard the saying, like, watching a train wreck? It, it was sort of like that. We couldn't look <laughs> away. Something just held us there. Yeah, I like to imagine that they're not scared in the slightest. and that I was going to say, really it's not the demonic energy of, of everything that's going on. Complete pity. They're like, oh, oh man. Oh, man. Why? Okay. <laughs> Damn. Eventually, she finished her little chant, closed the book, and packed away all her things. Without even looking at us, she got up and began her descent down the hill. Jesus. Matt and I exchanged a scared look and followed her back down. At some point, he took my hand. My, the first time, my first time holding hands with a boy should have been sweet and romantic, but we were doing it for other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> but we were doing it for other reasons. We were both really scared. Later, we would share with one another that we each could feel something behind us, following us down that hill. But we were too scared or proud or whatever to look. We just held hands and followed Christina back to camp. It was the looming shadow of Cock Rock in the in the, <laughs> in the, in the night in the night sky. When the, the moon, it was the moon the, just glistens was, down. <laughs> when you look at the penis rock, it appears stationary. But every time you look away, it gets a little bit closer. <laughs> if you take your eyes off it for more than three whole seconds, it'll come it up just, on you so fast. You ever heard of a mushroom tattoo? Well, it's like that, except you just die immediately, because it's a large rock. Because <laughs> it's a huge rock. <laughs> I had a very hard time falling asleep that night. One, I kept thinking of Matt and the hand-holding. Did I like him? I mean, no. No way. Weird. Ew. I literally never thought of him like that. Except somewhere between five and six when I would make him play house. And ironically, he was always the woman, and I was the breadwinner. He didn't seem to That's mind funny. playing wife, and quite frankly, I thought he might be gay. Even though it was a nice. sin, but he was cute. And he did have those piercing blue eyes. Yeah, they did have to at least acknowledge the homophobia. Right. Then there was that other shit. Like, what the hell was this girl's problem? Why would she lie to Amanda like that? Why would she make us sit there while she pulled out all her weird Satan crap? I mean... Okay, do that shit at home, but at Christian camp? Just this morning, we were hand-in-hand hand praying for that crippled kid to stand up and walk. In Jesus' name and all that. <laughs> Eventually, I dozed, feeling both a little excited for what lie around the corner and a little scared for what lie in the bed across from me. Around 3.30, I heard a loud bang. No, I didn't just hear it. I, I felt it. Like, it was coming from inside. It was like loud. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So loud. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I gave... You, you just cut that out. Imp no, improv improvised sound effects. <laughs> uh, he does bring, it all, I'll bring, folks. I'll bring a can of slime next time for the Foley. Um, around 3.30, I heard a loud bang. No, I, I didn't just hear it. I, I, I felt it. Like, it was coming from inside of me or from all around me. I must have shook, but I didn't open my eyes just yet. I was trembling in fear instantly. And after what seemed like forever, I could hear heavy panting coming from Christina's side of the room. I opened myself to open my eyes, but I wished I hadn't immediately. Christina had gotten out of bed and was on the floor. Only it was a handstand. She was nice. doing a fucking handstand <laughs> hey, without check this falling. Out. <laughs> she was <laughs> and panting, panting. 
She's been holding it. She's like, God, I've been holding this. I was hoping you'd wake up. Fuck Holy shit. Jesus. Do you know how this gag is like not worth Get Guinness yeah, on the phone. <laughs> Uh, she was doing a fucking handstand without falling. She was perfectly still, no swaying or lack of balance. She was like a stiff fucking pole, as if she was standing, as if she was just meant to be that way. I flicked on the lamp light next to the bed. Right as I did, she started to piss herself. And it, it was weird because I could hear it. <laughs> I could hear it as well as I could see it. It sounded like a squirt gun since she was upside down. It started to run up her crotch, up her stomach, into her face. I watched its descent. She... She was smiling at me. This is fucking terrifying. Legs felt like <laughs> jello. For a moment, I almost relaxed because I thought, like, okay, I can't run. I can't scream, it's a dream. But usually when I have that thought in a dream, I start floating instantly, so I knew it was real. Yes, my mind really does work that way. Prepare <laughs> Thanks. Thank, thank, you. thank you. I was Writer curious, the story. narrator. <laughs> you don't believe me? Oh yeah? You'd be surprised fucking... how often that fucking happens in no sleep stories. Uh, yeah. Mm. God, it really took me out of it. Okay. Uh, as she continued to piss herself and smile up at me, the pee began to run into her nose, mouth, eyes, and hair. It was, it was just starting to pool in her hair around her head on the floorboards. I willed each step to happen. I made myself peel my eyes away from that horrible piss-filled smile. When I reached the door, she gurgled my name. It sounded like two people speaking from a mile away, but also inside of my head. Rachel! <laughs> I ran. I didn't know where to go. I was more disoriented from sleep than I thought I was. I, I thought for a moment about running to Matt's room, and while I, I knew where the window was, I wasn't sure which room belonged to him, because I, I wasn't allowed over there. So I made do with a floor supervisor, which happened to be Amanda. I knocked on the door. I could hear the scuffle of sheets and quiet <laughs> mumbling, and soon enough, not soon enough, the shuffle of slippered feet to the door. The bitch looked stunning, even when she was mostly asleep. Her eyes immediately narrowed at the sight of me. Nice prank today, kiddo. What is this about? She seemed to be mad, but I, I think the look of terror on my face might have helped my case slightly, because she seemed to soften up as I started talking. Uh, Amanda, uh, I'm, so I'm sorry, that wasn't me. I... Uh, uh, I'm pretty scared. Christina's acting, like, really weird, and she... She peed herself. What do you mean, weird? Can you just come with me and look? I, I, I don't... Please, just just come over and see. Without another word, she shut the door behind herself, and I followed her back to my dorm. The light was off, which was strange, because I had left it on. Amanda oh, flicked on the overhead lights. Christina was in bed, clearly asleep. She sat up squinting and rubbing her sleep from her eyes. She was dry... Her hair was dry, her jammies dry. What the actual fuck was going on? Amanda asked Christina bluntly if she had peed the bed. Christina responded, saying that this was a stupid way to repay her for her little joke on the hill, and laid back down. Amanda shot me a look of sincere contempt and ordered me back into bed. I, I, I put forth a little protest. I didn't want to explain what happened in front of Christina. Quite frankly, I, 
I didn't want to explain it at all. It must have... It must have just been a dream. It had, it had to be. I mean... Only... I don't remember waking up after the piss-in-mouth handstand. I, I remembered waking up before it. But I, I brushed it aside. It was... A dream. As I dozed off, I could hear the strange giggle I heard earlier at Mushroom Rock after Christina's little prank. I willed myself to sleep despite my racing mind for the second time that night. How, how, you, how are you feeling about the story so far? I... I think it's interesting. Can I do a prediction? <laughs> Is that allowed? You can, oh, predictions are allowed! <laughs> Okay, okay. One of these children is getting is getting schwacked. There's no way all three of them make it out of this story alive. Oh, you just mean killed. Um, uh no, schwacked specifically. Yeah, killed. Murdered. Um I, I think I think for sure Matt, because he has the least to do with anything, is gonna die. And I think it's gonna it's gonna be um I don't so think it's gonna follow, be Christine Christine. Follow me on this. If okay. I had any, oh, yeah. if I had any prediction, mm -hmm. they have presented both of the characters, the main characters, uh, Matt and the narrator, in a way that they almost feel continually compelled to remind us that they're not together. So something about the three-person ritual, with them two just being present and one person kind of instigating it makes me think that something's gonna happen like maybe possession wise mm -hmm. and they're totally gonna end up boning in like an antichrist while, while, be, while Bean like watches? Antichrist. probably yeah probably while Bean flicks the bean <laughs> God, that's the oh brilliant foreshadowing and Good like just now. just as a um just as a like note to the to the audience again we do not proof these stories i'm pretty sure everyone will forever remember that from episode 165 we do not proof stories so i have no idea what's going to fucking happen but let me tell you this narrator keeps saying i am virgin in different ways and with, <laughs> with satan with satan there's only one thing and it's fucking <laughs> satan's I really wish fucking I really wish that they said I am virgin in just that way the whole time. I wish that it every time it was just replaced. I, the thing about not I swapping am. bodily fluids wasn't enough for you. <laughs> and let me remind you, my hymen was intact. Um, I do, you uh, know, I, I do have to admire though the restraint of the author not naming her Christina Clitoris. That was really good on her. It's um, a good point. Yeah, because you don't want to. You already you had a cock really rock. You know, yeah, you already had the penis rock. You already had um, Richard Boulder. You didn't need Christina Clitoris. So, like, and I know that's the author's way. I know that's the author's way of being, like, imbuing sexual imagery. But they're trying to be subtle about it. But there's... I just refuse to believe that they wouldn't constantly refer to the penis rock. Like, it's just... And that's exactly what I'm saying, man. That's exactly what I'm, I'm saying. So, I'm so, so they were they were they were like I'm being subtle because no one's talking about it. And I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, I guess you. just no one's gonna mention it. I see it. It's there. like my cat, my cat back home. He's got a he's sort of like black and white uh, splotches, and he has a very distinct uh, penis on his face. And I use it as like a kind of like cat Rorschach test. I ask mm -hmm. people, 
what do you see on my cat's What's, face? What does this cat and they have e- on its they, they either say penis or they're a liar. There's only two options. That so. is a good litmus test for humanity. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you can't say that, look, if you can't just sort of like nut up and say that my cat's got a dick on his face, then I don't know if I trust you. Doesn't make me love oh. him any less, you know? <laughs> That's great. That's great. I did want to say, though, I completely forgot to read, like, Sean Bean for, for Christina. Oh, so it's, I, it's okay. I'm, it's okay. I might still try to slip that in there. Uh, what what does... what is Sean Bean British? I think he is. He is. Um, he's like a gruff like British. He's like a gruff British. Yeah. He just... That's just kind of his thing. He's a gruff, gruff British. Gruff, gruff Brit. Uh, that's pretty much. I've, that's pretty much it. He's I've really been, been killed. Really I've middle killed of the road. Every program I've ever been in. Uh, <laughs> I've had my head chopped. I've had my head chopped off 20, 24 times. Uh, I've had my. Uh, I've, I've been shot and fallen off cliffs. Uh, <laughs> like I, said, I, I imagine he's a, he's a much more like friendly and languid guy. But for the life of me, he just seems so moody. Based on the he roles really, he takes, he really does. I wish he would only him, take role. I wish he would only take roles in janky games like uh, Oblivion for the rest of his life. Because um, he's, yeah, he's in if, Oblivion, right? He's. I think so. If I think he, he, if, I think he is. I think you're right, and I I also think uh, if he just voiced. Uh, like any Bard's Tale game, I would buy it immediately. Ooh. Um, yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. All right. So, so wait, are we switching places here? You do the narrator, I do the the dialogue, or are we are we continuing on as? We could do that. That sounds like fun. The next day at breakfast, Matt was nowhere to be found. He wasn't at Chappelle or games either. I didn't see him until lunch. Christina, on the other hand, was more attached than ever, talking up a storm as though nothing had changed. Her blow dryer wasn't working. Jesus was really amazing, wasn't he? Isn't it just great to be out in nature with God and his creations? She's been thinking of taking on aspects of my style. She likes the Riptide's look, maybe with chucks instead of boots. When I saw Matt sitting alone at lunch, I looked over at Christina and told her I wanted to talk to Matt, and she said that was a good idea because we hadn't seen him all day. No, I mean, I think he and I should talk alone. The briefest look of hatred crossed her face, but then she smiled. Ah, yes, the hand-holding incident on the hike. Tisk tisk. This is camp, not a porno, but I will leave you to it. She set down her lunch uneaten and sauntered away. <laughs> Sauntered is a good word. <laughs> she sashayed away. <sighs> I looked at her for a good minute as she walked off. I realized my mouth was hanging open, so I shut it. What the hell would possess her to say something like that? Firstly, because he was my best friend and it should be perfectly acceptable if I wanted to have a private conversation with him. Secondly, because while I was quite virginal and prudish at 14, I was certainly not an idiot, and I knew that holding someone's hand was significantly different than videotaping someone getting slammed. (laughs) Take him to Denny's, get him a grand slam. 
I pushed my growing anger down as I turned and walked over to Matt and took my seat. He looked sullen. He sounded downright depressed. What was that all about? Trust me, you don't want to know, and even if you did, I would not be sure what to tell you. He shook his head, like that was a perfectly reasonable response. He was a very perceptive kid. <laughs> I had a really bad nightmares last night, like... <laughs> Really bad. <laughs> I must have startled him because I looked up quickly and he spilled some of his drink. Me too, Matt. I, I had some weird, creepy dreams. What was yours? I was hiking alone at night and I went down behind the chapel. I started walking down the path to get out to the clearing. And when I got there, you were there. Um, he the turned bright red. I shifted. I felt uncomfortable. <laughs> And a little excited. <laughs> he dreamed of me. It's it's okay. It's just just tell me. Okay, well, I don't I don't want you to think that it's my fault because it, it wasn't. I, like, I mean, it was, but it, it wasn't. It wasn't like it wasn't perverted. I mean, on my on my part, I didn't. Okay. The thing is, in the dream, you were naked. My eyes went wide. I didn't expect to hear that. Oh. No, Rach, listen, it wasn't like... You You were laying on this wooden table and you were strapped down and Christina was standing at the head of the table looking at me, like, summoning me. I guessed I, I must have been beat red because that's where he stopped explaining the dream. And when I finally looked up at him, he just looked so beaten. The poor guy had a nightmare and I was making him feel badly because of it. I reached out to him and he took my hand instantly and it was cold and clammy, but it felt safe. It's okay, Matt. Everyone has those sorts of dreams. I mean, I've had at least 18 dreams where you're naked. <laughs> he looked startled. Is that true? Not at all. We both burst out in a laughter and it felt good to have a laugh like it was foreign. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we sure are good <laughs> friends, aren't we? It must, oh, <laughs> it must have been forever since I had laughed, but that could be Bitch, it's been one day! <laughs> She's having a really hard time, okay? <laughs> it must have been forever. <laughs> I haven't laughed in years. I tried to think, but it was useless. I have no idea. When we were both able to get our bearings, he asked the next question. What was your dream about? Sorry. Uh, it's no. okay. What was your... It's okay. <laughs> what was your dream about? Well, it was about Christina. I dreamed she was doing a handstand and peeing all over her face. And we both burst out laughing again and again. It felt good and it felt foreign. And when it settled down, I continued. What was weird, though, was I could swear it really happened. I ran to Amanda and woke her up, but when we got back to the room, Christina was dry like it never happened, so I thought it must be a dream. All of the red in Matt's face gave way to the pale white of fear. That's the part I didn't tell you, Rach. When I woke up, I was behind the chapel, in the clearing. I, I, I guess I sleepwalked. 
After lunch, Matt and I decided to go sit by the fire to listen to one of the counselor guys everyone called Topher play the guitar. <laughs> anyway, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> and I said, maybe yeah. Oh, fuck Topher, stop. Me. Who let you bring that shit on this trip, Topher? God damn it. <laughs> Smash. Guys, I thought three good... new chords over the winter. <laughs> It's it's always there though. It's there's always a guy somewhere mm-hmm. camping with the guitar. We thought we it was a good way to unwind. <laughs> Matt, Matt asked me if we could take a break from Christina. <laughs> just leave her the fuck alone. Fuck off. <laughs> it used to be that he just thought she was annoying. Now he was a little freaked out. I reluctantly agreed. I didn't much like her anymore either. But it would be hard for me to avoid her since I was rooming with her, and it would be awkward, yes, but camp would be over in three weeks. <laughs> Fuck, one day. <laughs> one day is forever, but three weeks is all. Oh, it's a blink. That's a blink of time. And we would just go home and never have to deal with it again. Next year, I could just put in a request not to room with her. No prob, Bob. That night, I decided to bite the bullet and just tell Christina that what she did up at Mushroom Rock wasn't cool. <laughs> telling Amanda that lie about the guy she wasn't digging wasn't cool and the comment about Matt and I being in a porno together is way not cool I felt I handled it pretty well and was as nice and tactful as anyone could be given to the situation actually you know what that That is entirely true (laughs) that bit this whole like it wasn't cool and we being in a porno way not cool this is why like it's a Lizzie McGuire episode I know I don't I don't know how we got here it's like (laughs) she has attitude and she's not afraid to write it down yeah you're right you're right I really I really hope this was written by like a 40 year old man oh oh, that would be the real no sleep is that is that this that is this old man <laughs> hunched over his I'm, desk, sweating I'm about this young, girl. I'm a young girl. Oh, actually, you know what? That isn't entirely true. I was pretty upset. So I guess I could have been a little nicer, but I wouldn't say I was mean about it. I would say I was matter-of-fact. At the end of the conversation, I told her that I didn't think the three of us should hang out anymore. I told her that I didn't mind being around her in the dorm, and I wouldn't ask for a room transfer but during activities and stuff from now on it would just be matt and i and to be honest after her display in the cafeteria i was scared that she was going to be super mad but she seemed to take it pretty well she didn't try to argue her way out of it and she just said that she understood and that was that That night I dreamed that I was strapped to a table in the clearing behind the chapelle. Leather bound my arms above my head and held my legs in a spread eagle position. Christina stood above me. She was also naked. Her breasts turned me on. The way her nipples were so hard. She looked down at me between them, between her nipples and then up to the sky. I was scared, (laughs) but I wanted this. Whatever was going to happen, I needed it. I could tell Matt was coming because Christina kept saying his name and my name in her chant. 
<laughs> what's what's the main girl's name? Rachel. <laughs> Matt and Rachel. Matt and Rachel. Matt sitting in a tree. <laughs> Looking at me between her nipples says, as one does. <laughs> <laughs> the thought of him made my crotch vibrate like it had its own heartbeat. <laughs> Now I know this was written by a 40-year-old man. 40-year-old man I confirmed. There's no, there's no possible way that a woman even was consulted in the My writing of this. My started to have its own tempo. I looked up at Christina again, and her face had turned into skeleton. Hashtag skeleton popped out. Hey, guys, for the first time in forever, we have a hashtag skeleton popped out. Hey! And then a skeleton popped up. Oh. It was black and crackled. Her beady little eyes had sunken in even further. She opened her mouth a little too wide and then blood red tongue shot out, dancing its way towards my face. I couldn't scream. I couldn't run. I couldn't even float away like in other dreams. I awoke as Matt approached the table with his erect penis before him. <laughs> that makes I, it, that really makes it sound like it's been severed and he's presenting it to her on like a Here plan. you go. I woke up he's to Amanda before him. <laughs> and Christina standing over me. I had pissed myself. It was 3:30 in the morning. Mm, repetition. This is this is Amanda. 3:30. Get up and get in the shower right now. I can't believe you two. I, I can't deal with this. Amanda was apparently also uh, pissed at having to be woken up again in the middle of the night. I dejectedly got up without saying a word, went into the bathroom, stripped down, and got into the shower. Uh, note to reader, I hate to take you out of the story like this. Too late! But what? I have to what? interject. I'm sorry that I took such a drastic sexual turn. It's just that... I feel like it would be wrong to censor it at this point. This was a huge turning point in my life in so many ways. I'd never been open to the idea of premarital sex prior to this. My this thoughts about the opposite <laughs> sex were fairly pure. It's pure. I like how this is what this is what gets her into sex. She's like, you have to understand, like, this is how I started having sexual thoughts, like a normal person, <laughs> because of a satanic ritual. Because satanic like, you have to Satan if I didn't made me. <laughs> If I didn't give you this context, you would never know that every time I masturbated, I was thinking about the devil. So It's you know. just how I was raised. <laughs> and I can assure you that I was most certainly never thought about the opposite sex romantically. There was so much shame to the dream. I woke up feeling embarrassed, as though I legitimately sinned. I can't express in words how new and awful this was. I felt shattered. She'd never sinned before, fun fact. No, never. Never. <laughs> Believe it here. Believe it now. As I cleaned myself in the shower, I could hear bits and pieces of what Christina was saying to Amanda. Touching herself. Actually, like, moaning. The, turned on. The, tried to wake her. I was too ashamed to protest. Maybe I was doing those things. I don't know this wasn't even fair because I never touched myself in that way is I was devastated maybe there are words for how I felt after all when I was done Amanda was gone and Christina was just sitting in the bed with a smug smirk on her face and she watched my walk of shame to the bed and turned off the lamp as I laid down I cried myself to sleep 
The next day, when I saw Matt in the breakfast line, I was too ashamed to talk to him. I grabbed a banana. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. And decided to walk out to the clearing behind the Chappelle just to check it out and sort of psych myself back into reality. I hadn't been out here since the summer of seventh grade. I just, it just had no appeal to me. It was a little opening with a ring of redwood trees, a fire pit in the middle with a ring of stumps and lots of dirt not much to look at. I plopped down on one of the stumps facing backwards towards camp and I peeled the banana. I peeled the banana and I took a bite. Then, for the first of many times, I realized that this was a somewhat phallic object and I was eating it. Hold on. <laughs> she has <laughs> only now put she... this together. Not even that. She, for the first of many times, realized that this was a phallic object, insinuating that she either is a fucking amnesiac at this point in her life and is constantly stuck in this horrible Groundhog's Day of realizing that things look like penises. That bananas look like dicks. <laughs> or... Nope, she didn't. No, yeah, that, she didn't all, call mush. She called mushroom rock mushroom rock. She that's only has that's this because, problem with bananas. That's because she's telling the story at nine a.m. At which, at this point in the day, she normally hasn't figured out that everything looks like dicks. But if she told the story later on in the night, she would have called it dick rock like everyone else did. Now, I'm piecing <laughs> it together. Now I understand. It's coming. This together. is this is like fifty first dates, uh, but you know, with penises. Uh, no less. Eating this banana, no less. In the place where my dream had happened. I lost my appetite and threw the banana in the fireplace when something caught my eye. I got up and walked over to the fire pit, and inside the burnt remains of the wood were the shapes of a pentagram. I knew Christina had been there, which made me want to leave. I ran. No, I sprinted. My plan was to go all the way back to the dorm and lie down. Halfway there... I was running around the corner of the rec room and literally plowed into Matt. We literally got up without... Plowed, nice. I literally plowed Matt. We got up without <laughs> looking at one another or helping each other, which was strange for us. We both were obviously... Or for any human. Yeah, it was... <laughs> Fuck you, get up by yourself. <laughs> As he stammered to his feet, he said... Uh, I think we need to talk. We went to the playground, offset behind the hotel. It was a total 70s throwback, complete with a carousel. We sat on it side by side and spun ourselves with our feet, and we sat there like that quietly for about 15 minutes before one of us had the courage to say anything. And it was Matt. I had the dream again. Me too. I had the same dream as you. I was on the table. This didn't seem off to him. We sat quietly for another couple minutes. I really like you a lot, and I don't want whatever weirdness is happening to ruin our friendship, or whatever else. He stopped the carousel with his feet and looked at me. I couldn't look back. Yeah, I I don't want anything to pull us apart either. I, I love you. You might think this is a big thing to say to your best friend and possible crush, but we had been expressing love to each other since we were little. I love you too. This is a really good story for me and Ramsey's here, everyone. I want everyone to to know that we we love each other and we have expressed you, this baby. together on a carousel in a playground. Mm -hmm. 
He started to move his. He started. It's, it's, it's the only place. He started <laughs> moving his feet again, and we just sat like that on the ground, going round and round. And during the course of the next week, not a lot happened that needs too much dragging out. Okay, all right, but the, there's still six more pages of the story, right? Well, yeah. You should know that the dreams continued for both Matt and I and continued to heighten in extremity until he and I were having intercourse. I didn't pee myself again, but I woke up in a cold sweat every morning, scared to death. I became scared of sleeping because I didn't want to have that dirty, horrible nightmare. Matt and I remained inseparable and steered clear of Christina. However, everywhere we seemed to go, she would stare at us. When we were in the dining hall eating, she was somewhere across the way, staring. When we went to Chappelle for service, she was somewhere, staring. If we were walking or going to the rec room for ping pong, she would watch her every move from wherever she was. It became really eerie. Also, a few days after peeing myself incident, I had to have a heart-to-heart -heart with a pastor about self-pleasure and why it was a sin. He asked me if I was sexually active and if I liked uh, the way the orgasms felt, and at the time, I thought he was just concerned for me and my sins, but now I know better. Uh, the dude wanted to save my stories to his masturbation file, and I did not tell him about my dreams. <sighs> At night, as I fell asleep, I could hear Christina's chanting. I wanted to tell her to stick her voodoo crap up her you-know-what, but I was scared. After the last time I confronted her, forget it. Maybe I would wake up this time pooping on the floor or something, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> That's when I pooped on the floor and I ran away. Oh. Then one morning I woke up at 3.30 a.m. <laughs> to Christina's... Yep, that's that's the witching hour, my friend. That's, that's the time. It's actually 3.33, but anyway. Um, to Christina's horrible giggles. I had had it! I flicked on the lamp, but the room was empty. The giggles dissipated as light filled the room. I walked to the bathroom to get some water, and I lucked out. I glanced up into the mirror, and she had drawn a fucking pentagram on my forehead. I flipped. I tried to wash it off, but she had done it in Sharpie. The best way I could do was fade it slightly, but it was still clear as what it was. If I went anywhere in camp with this on my head, that would send me straight home without second thought. I was going to confront that evil bitch, whatever the consequence, but she never came back to the room. In the morning, I donned a beanie and set out to look for her where I thought she would be in the clearing behind the chapel. When I got there, Matt was already in the clearing staring in the woods. He, too, was wearing a beanie, and I didn't even need to ask. Somehow she had gotten to him and put a pentagram on him as well. That's why he was there looking for her. Well, even better, we could confront her together, but she wasn't there. He actually what just had a really bad hair day. <laughs> it was not, it was just complete coincidence. It was beanie day at camp. It was, be it was fucking spirit week, beanie day, let's go. Everyone listening to their fucking Christian ska. <laughs> do, 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 Satan's bad. Do, 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 Satan's bad. <laughs> what was there were several dead animals surrounding a five-point star on the ground. 
She placed them in lewd scenes. A dead fox with its brain spilled out, putting its penis inside its mouth of a dead squirrel who had shit its own intestines. A dog with what looked like its own poop in its mouth. A male and female buck in the 69 position with their guts in her mix. Holy shit, she there killed some two others. deer? Yeah, with her bare hands. Sorry, that's Chuck really Morris. impressive. <laughs> yeah, like, what the There were some others, but those were the ones that stuck out to me. Matt turned his head bent over and started to heave, and hearing him puke turned my stomach and I did the same. While I was lurching the leftovers of last night's dinner, I heard the gurgly voice again, the one that called my name. Um, as I ran from the room with Christine, when Christina was uh, pissing into her mouth. So, it wasn't a dream. The voice came from everywhere and nowhere. I could hear it in my head, and from all around me, it was as though the voice occupied the same space as every particle of air I could breathe in. I could taste it. Step into the circle. Matt snapped up. He could hear it too. Thank God. Christina came out of the forest. She was completely naked. And I know this seems impossible, and if you were with me to this point, I might lose you here, but I swear to God, no, I swear on my life, on Matt's life, that she had changed. Her arms were longer and thinner. Her fingers were longer, like claws. She was very, very skinny, and I could see every bone. Her clavicle looked like diving boards sticking out of her neck and shoulders. She was covered in black dirt and dried blood, and her face was sollow and sunken in. Her eyes bulged too large. I could smell her from where I was. It was sulfur and rotten meat. It was disgusting and sweet at the same time. The smell mixed with the already putrid taste in my mouth and made me start to heave again. Christina raised her line of vision skyward and opened her mouth too wide, easily three times as wide as any human should be able to, as a long, snake-like tongue began to climb out and slither around, and she reached up with her blood-encrusted claw-like fingers and began to massage her breasts and vagina. Her head snapped back towards us. Matt grabbed my hand and pulled me one step backwards, then another. He was saving me. Every step we put ourselves between us and this creature felt a little better. But as long as it was looking at us like that, touching itself, I couldn't make myself run. So Matt was doing it for me. And suddenly, the creature got on all fours, like it was going to spring at us. Rachel, run. He never let go of my hand, despite that he could have. He could have gotten away faster, but he wouldn't let go. He dragged me behind him while I sobbed and ran as fast as I could. I wanted to make him happy. I wanted to be the one saving him. I could feel the thing behind us. I was reminded of that walk up to Richard Boulder. Closer, we couldn't outrun it. We could never make it back to camp in time. I could feel it breathing on my neck, right behind me, and I felt its tongue tickle my ear. Most shockingly, I could hear all the evil things it wanted me to do. <laughs> Is that the most shocking? <laughs> Go home and watch Is that TV. <laughs> Bro, I swear, if you put fucking chocolate chips in your ham sandwich, it actually tastes good, bro, I swear. Just do, do the DMT. Do <laughs> 
a bunch of really bad advice. <laughs> this is really <laughs> invest in a 401k. Diversify um, your portfolio, you idiot. <laughs> right. <laughs> you idiot. You're gonna grow up to you be nothing, you dumbass. Fucking dummy. What, you wanna lose all your that's fine, whatever. Uh, now it just sounds fault. like my mom. <laughs> Most shockingly I could hear all the evil things it wanted me to do. It whispered of ecstasy and knowledge greater than my own. It told a story of immediate gratification. I didn't know if it if Matt could hear but neither of us wanted these things. We wanted our innocence. We wanted to choose. As a claw swiped at the back and tore my dress, we made it to the clearing, and we were panting. And kids in the quad area stopped what they were doing and looked at us. I guess we must have had been quite a, a spectacle. We both spun around and saw the bony black back disappeared back into the shadowy cover of the woods. We embraced through our sobs. We sat in that embrace for what seemed like forever. It felt good to be held after all of that. Eventually, the counselors came over and asked us to explain what was going on, and when we couldn't, we were led into one of the main pastor's offices. Now, usually in stories or movies, the people try to explain to themselves because they know that people won't believe them, but this was Jesus' camp, and we spilled our guts. We told him everything, except for the part about the sex and the dreams. So I'm a lot. It's I'm a pretty big part of it. It's a, a, a good chunk. It's a good chunk of it. <laughs> that was too embarrassing for both of us. Eventually, the pastor picked up a group of the stronger counselor guys and a few pastor types to go out into the woods and look for Christina, and they found her about two hours later. She had hung herself uh, in a tree. I don't know the details of what she looked like, but if she looked demonic, I am willing to guess we would have heard about that. She had killed herself. The camp was a buzz. There were millions of cops that came. Ambulances. Special therapists came to me as well to make sure that we weren't traumatized and maybe because there was some cult things involved. I was questioned by two sort of mean police officers for hours. Uh, they totally insinuated that it was my fault she died because I didn't want to hang out with her. And they said that she was just a confused kid and mixed up in some cult shit, which wasn't too different from what I was mixed up in except like completely different wait wait wait, wait wait what All what right. is this our atheism r slash atheism bolt edginess right. like where's that coming from maybe this is the real cult all along rubbing his hands like bro can you just give me that blanket why are you here i don't know what you're doing <laughs> get off the cross we can use the wood <laughs> after quite a few tears the pastor who was supervising my interview told them that it was enough and i was excused they placed her time of death sometime around 3 a.m., which meant that whatever that thing was that looked like her was not her. When the police and pastors searched her things, they found her pentagrams and her occult books. They also found the dead animals behind the chapelle. There was no suicide note. Needless to say, camp was cancelled. We were sent home <laughs> on the bus ride. Matt held me while I cried, and he kissed the tears off my cheeks. It has been 15 fucking years since that incident up in Chico, and I honestly think about it every single day. In a very strange way, I'm happy that it happened because it restored my constantly wavering faith. If there is evil in the world, diamonds and spirits, there must be good. There must be 
God. You That's might have leap, your... But okay. <laughs> there must be orangutans. There must be there must... <laughs> breakfast cereals. If there are demons, there's gotta be so many other things, man. If there are demons and spirits, purely demons, there's... Yeah. There, there are gods of giant spaghetti monsters hurling through space. Oh, I know I like there. I, hate I know there are a lot of atheists on this site, <laughs> and that's fine. But for me, I know, I have looked into the face of evil, and have therefore met with God. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like you said, quite a jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna let it. We're gonna let it sit there. We're gonna let that marinate. This is a good one. Matt and I ended up getting married uh, to other people. <laughs> Damn, I, I was really, sh I was really <laughs> shitting those children. Right, you were you were only in the story for the love. Um, I have children of my own, and so does he. His wife and I get together for shopping sometimes. Matt and my husband share a love of Texas Hold'em. Our kids sometimes play together. I am overall very pleased with the way things turned out. Nice way, for sure. Okay, da absolutely. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Except every summer when it starts to get warm, Christina visits me. I wake up because it sounds like someone is peeing on the floor, and I'll swing my feet off the bed and step in a warm liquid, and I'll hear her laughter as I flick on the light and see that my feet are dry. Her fleeting giggle that slowly quiets as the light comes on. And the dreams. I still dream of fucking Matt while that beast watches. But I tell God to make it stop, and he does. God is good. <laughs> Let me tell you. God he's, is God's good. God's great. Yeah, if I if I know one thing about God being wonderful, it's that he only makes me suffer through demonic possession once a year as a treat. Right. Right. Yeah, it's just it's <laughs> yeah. a it's a season it's he a could, seasonal thing. Yeah, he could he could let it happen all the time. We should be so lucky that we only get <laughs> we possessed just, that much. Right. Right, of course, naturally. <laughs> um so this so this that was uh that was the end of the story. Um I, I just wanna I wanna thank Ramses for for getting through that with me. Um I you know, there <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you, Ramses. Tell me. We have read some great shit on this show before. Some legitimately well written, compelling uh stories and, and series, stories that take multiple episodes to be told. I, I I love talking about Whistlers. I love talking about Baraska, Left Right Game, Pen Pal. You know, there's so there are so many things about this show that have like opened my eyes. Um, Jesus Camp, <laughs> Dick Boulder. <laughs> I, uh, I I I'm really upset that it was never addressed that it was a penis. Like I know he was <laughs> trying to be subtle, but he was he was subtle nowhere else in the story. Why did he have to be subtle about the penis rock? I just, I have to know. I gotta say, this is the closest, and, and this, and I got it, like, admittedly, this is exactly the experience I wanted to have with you. I wanted to read something that was just, like, 
kind of shitty. <laughs> like, I wanted to read something that, like, wasn't taking itself too seriously, um, that wasn't actually terrifying. I wanted us to, to have a giggle about something, and I gotta say, this was probably <laughs> the, the perfect story for us to read. I had a... Uh... I had a great time. I think this was. I also think this is a great story. If you ever come across one that is is just particularly poorly written, I would love nothing more than to eviscerate it. We on, we in, do we read certain stories. There are um, there are two different sources. There's troll pasta, and there is mm. um, bad just B A D in caps creepy pasta, and uh, we have read both of them on the show. And uh, I have a voice for how I read them on the show um, because we've done it so much. And that's that's somewhere in the first hundred episodes because people started to complain about them. <laughs> we used to end certain right, episodes yeah. just with troll pasta and people would be like, guys, your episodes become unlistenable after the hour mark. Like, <laughs> and we would just... I can't. And we would just be like, I'm sorry, it's how it's written, you know? Like, like, like Ramses, have you ever heard of Who Was Phoned? Yes. Who, yes. So who, who but was then phoned? Who was phoned? But then Who Was Phoned? That's one of the best, like, troll pastas of all time. I, I referenced another one while we were, while we were reading this story, uh, and then a skeleton popped out. That was like a bad creepy pasta like trope for the longest time. People would like yeah. try to weave these like haunting stories that were actually compelling, and then at the very end they'd be like, "And as I got closer to the closet door, <laughs> I opened it, and then a skeleton popped out, and then it would just end." <laughs> uh, I like that. I'm not familiar with that, but I like that a lot. You can look up popular and then a skeleton popped out episodes. I, I, or, um, stories. Sorry. It's very um, much Loch Ness Monster. (laughs) Yeah. You know? And then he asked me to borrow a tree fitty. Tree fitty. Um, I have always wanted to, and I've, I've said it on the show several times, I've always wanted to write, like, a really lengthy and, like, compelling supernatural, like, fiction story to read on an episode and just have it end with the who was phone. (laughs) Like you end like the story just ends with you sitting on the couch with someone you care about. And then the phone just rings and it says, what are what did you do with my daughter? And then (laughs) you tell the person that it's your dad and they say, my dad is dead. And then who was phone? (laughs) Who was phone? What did you do with Uh, my daughter? Yeah. Um, we, we read, we read something tonight, Ramses. Certainly. (laughs) We read something tonight and I'm glad you had a positive experience in doing so. And you're not just lying to me. <laughs> uh, no, no. I think this is fun. I love storytelling, man. Like I think it's 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 fun to do in all of its forms, whether it's it's just fucking goofy or relatively serious. Or I think it's a lost art form for a lot of people. There are a lot of shitty storytellers out there, <laughs> and there's a lot of shitty stories. <laughs> there's a ton of shitty stories, man. Just just that's for you though. You know, like that, like. Anyone has the ability to post this shit on no sleep. Like, 
someone's gonna come along and be like, oh, that's pretty good. Like, some, like the reason I had this story is because someone recommended it. Right. <laughs> you know, you, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> you win some, you lose some. Uh, oh, if you shit. ever want... I, I've written exactly one horror story in my whole life. If you ever want to read it, I could send it to you. It's like six and a half pages long. Uh, oh, that would be great. It, let's let's it, have you come on to your next episode and you could read it for us. Yeah, it's. Uh, I could promise that it's less shitty than this. I can't promise that it's not shitty, though. Oh, which is um, fun. I would say, so I I wrote a story that we read on, on one of our earlier episodes. I wrote a, um, a fairly serious uh, Slenderman story. Um that we read on our Slender Man episode, which is like episode 16. It's like one of our first episodes. I have other people on the show who've also written, but like not for the show. Like, like uh, I have a buddy, Tom, who lives in Brooklyn. He's a writer. He, um, he wrote a very compelling story about, uh, someone who's basically like taking themselves apart, like very horrifyingly, like with tools and stuff. Ooh. Um, yikes. Yeah, very, very visceral. Um, uh, our buddy Gestalt on this show, who I've acted with, um, is a published author. He writes uh, dark fiction and poetry. Um, I have uh, another buddy, Mark Rooster, on the show, who has actually written and published on, um, like, self-published uh, little, like, uh, books on, like, Amazon um, of, like, scary stories. So, you know, like, definitely, if you feel comfortable, bring your material to the table. We will read it. We will talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Um, that, that's totally it's, it's, a venue. It is, it is essentially, like I said, the one and only horror story I've ever written. So it would I be think we shot. have to cover it at some point, then. I'd blow my load and, uh, and then never again. <laughs> That's that is how this show happens. Um, yeah, you gotta, so this... you gotta live in that moment. You can't think about the refractory period. You can't think about what's coming next. You just gotta you just gotta nut first <laughs> and, and foremost. I think that's I think that's the best way to end the episode. You just yeah. gotta nut. You just, you just, at the you end of the to, day, that's, about the, it, that's the message please, of the story. This... You know, like you just gotta. Yeah, nut. that is. If Rachel has taught me anything, it is that you have to nut. If she had nutted at any point in this story, none of this would have happened. None of this would have happened. Yeah. No. No, I, I agree just, with that. It's uh, just that sexual frustration, <laughs> man. Uh, this was Lots of Pasta, episode 167, with Ramsey's Vanderslice. It, it was an absolute pleasure having you, sir. It was a joy to be here. I'm genuinely glad you had a good time. <laughs> part of me, part of me had like, uh, like nightmare expectations of like just reading something absolutely awful. You did not find it funny or or entertaining at all, and you pretty much just like you're just like yeah, uh huh, throughout the entire story. And I'm just like shit, this sucks. So, I can uh, usually I can usually find stuff. I'm pretty good about that. I mean, some you know sometimes it's more fertile ground than others, but you know, ab I'm above and to, beyond expectations apart. wise. <laughs> above and beyond, I had such a good time. Um, I'm glad. So, so you know, you ah oh, man, I nutted. It's okay. 
You told Just me there was one thing. You told me there was one thing I wasn't allowed to do on this show with you on it, and it just happened. Oh, uh, yeah, but I also said you couldn't, you shouldn't be doing PCP while doing it. So, oh, right. like on a, right. on a technicality, right. you're fine. Okay, I'm, you're right, I'm okay. great. I'm great. Okay. Yeah. Atlanta till we stand at the shore.